Sabonis brought it to him. Hey everybody and welcome to All Pacers. It's the only podcast by Pacers fans and for Pacers fans. Four for four. Four. Well, it's just Cinco de Mayo. I've got some Spanish on the mind. You know how it goes. Oh. Uh, that voice is Jack. I am Jeremy. And as always, we are joined by our producer, Breezy. How are you guys doing today? Good. I'm fantastic. Uh, May the 6th be with you guys. It was also just Star Wars Day, May, May the 4th. May the 4th, Cinco de Mayo. Still celebrating Star Wars Day over here. Every day is Star Wars Day for me, honestly. So, Like every day is Christmas for the Grizzlies. Exactly. It's the same exact situation, <laughs> honestly. Um, one of our best segments we've ever done on this podcast was when you compared Pacers players to Star Wars characters. Yeah, it was Amazing. really fun. We, that we had to that have again. been an off-season podcast. No, it was uh, the winter mailbag last year. Yeah. Or 2019, maybe. It was maybe. during the season. We started the was pod. It? At the beginning of the season, so it would have yeah. had to have been during the season. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. It's a great episode. Speaking I, I of listen to it every night before bed. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of great episodes, uh, The Bad Batch on Disney+. Plus. Great first episode. The Bad Batch? It's the new uh, cartoon from Star Wars. Oh. Yeah. Okay. Oh, did that come out on May the 4th? It came 4th? out on May the 4th. It's okay. fantastic. Don't get put off by cartoons. Uh, the Star Wars cartoons are actually like kind of dark. They're not for kids really at all. So uh, super good. Two Austin, three cartoons you'd watch right now as an adult that aren't adult cartoons. Uh, Adventure Time kind of is, kind of isn't an adult t- cartoon, but ki- a lot of kids watch it. Regular show. That's a kid show. Yeah. Well, that's the thing. They teeter. Oh, especially it's a, it's a regular show. Especially, Uh-oh. especially if you're on drugs. Uh, okay. <laughs> I mean, I could watch old SpongeBob anytime. Yeah, I was thinking about. Do you remember that show Chowder? I never watched, never watched that. It. Oh, I I could still probably watch. Like Cartoon Network has always had some really good shows. Foster's Home for Imaginary Friends. Oh, dude, that's a good one. Courage the Cowardly Dog. No, you didn't like that. No, it was scary. Uh, I I loved Courage of Cowardly. I, I liked Courage. Yeah, but you're so much older than us, Jeremy. You're probably just watching it as an adult. <laughs> yeah, we yeah Jeremy. Toddlers. Jeremy had a pipe and a robe on by the fireplace watching, <laughs> watching Courage of Cowardly Dog. Well, was he? <laughs> we weren't in the same room as him, right? I was. I was more <laughs> of a no. funny image. <laughs> I was more of a Nickelodeon guy. So I was Hey Arnold. All I watched that was, yeah that all that. Show. I never I never watched Disney shows as a kid. Though. Doug. I really didn't. Yeah, I liked Doug. Cat I, Dog. Yeah, all, yeah, all cat dog. I never angry really beavers. watched Disney shows growing up either. I d- uh, wasn't a huge fan. I did watch Playhouse Disney, so I still remember like Roly Poly Oli and Bear in the Big Blue House. Bear in the Big Blue House. Yeah, wow, oh, that was whoa. like that's. See, I started watching more Disney as my brothers grew up because oh. they liked the Disney shows more than I did. So yeah, that's how we got into that. I'm more of a I'm, I'm Bob Bob's Burgers guy. If I'm gonna watch some animation, yeah, Bob's Burgers is really good. It's either gonna be Clone Wars or Rebels or now the Bad Batch for Star Wars or I, I love Bob's Burgers. I can throw that on and watch it. You guys watch that one horse show, right? The Talking Horse. I did not watch BoJack Horseman. BoJack Horseman. I didn't like BoJack Horseman. It's very like, woe is me, like depressing comedy. So it's more like woe Jack Horseman. Yeah, <laughs> pretty much. Horseman. <laughs> Right, horseman. Yeah, horseman, not horseman. Bojack man. Horseman. Yeah. Right, <laughs> horseman. How do you differentiate man and men when you're saying horseman? Is it horseman and horseman? Well, are there? I've never seen. Are there multiple horsemen? Not in the show, just in general. If you see multiple horsemen, it, as compared to one horseman, yeah, you usually would just say a horseman, right? Horseman. So it kind of sounds like both. No, you'd say horseman, but you just probably say it weird. Well, you wouldn't say, look at that horse man, because <laughs> that sounds like you see a half man, half horse, <laughs> but not a centaur. It's like the other way. Oh. I, I'll so let you know when it I would. S- <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, okay. It's just a Bojack horseman. Yeah. Jeremy, okay. when I see a, a troop of horsemen one day, <laughs> I'll let you know if when I single out one of them, if I say horseman or horseman. Horseman. Okay. Because yeah. I don't know how I'd react yet, because I've never been in that situation. Oh, look out for those horsemen. <laughs> Well, we'll save the rest of this conversation for all dark, all dark cartoons. Ooh, that'd be fun. And uh, we'll throw it right now to Breezy with the stat of the day. Your stat of the day is the brought, number... Brought to you by... Brought to you by... 
healthcare.gov because yesterday I bought healthcare hey, for myself. Go. Hey, good for nice. you, man. So, hey, sign up, get yourself some healthcare. I don't know when this uh the period for this year ends. Uh probably real soon. Probably probably soon. So or sometime in the early summer. So, get your healthcare if you just got off your parents' insurance like I did. I know sometimes I say I went to Pacers games in the 70s, but I'm actually only 26. To be clear, if, if any time during the year you have a change in health care, you can apply on healthcare, healthcare.gov to get yes. health care. Okay, I didn't know that. You don't have to wait for the next enrollment period. It's it's always available if you have a change in your situation. Huh. So there you That's go. It's good to know, too. But so, yeah, uh, this stat of the day is brought to you by healthcare.gov. And yeah, I'm yeah. sure this is one of the few entities that would not sue us. Well, I'm sure the government will cut us a check for this promotion, too, right? You're going to get in touch with them, Jack? Uh, on it. They cut me a subsidy check. Why? Well, they it like lowers my cost down. Oh, nice. They say, here, you have this much a month. You've been subsidized? I've been subsidized, yes. Wow. And you can you can reject that subsidize and get it back or most of it back. I don't know if you get all of it or most. I think you get all of it back if you reject it, all of it. You get it back on your tax returns. That's nice. Yeah, but right. I didn't do that. I was like, I Paying don't. Hey, so nice. hey, let's yeah. do the side of the day. Yeah, <laughs> so we got into cartoons and healthcare. So uh, shout out to everybody who makes cartoons and healthcare and the rare people that make both. And there are people that make both, yes. Web designers. Probably. Ah, uh, yeah. They make cartoons for the websites. And spiders. <laughs> they are web designers. Anyways. Uh <laughs> do you guys know where you were on February ninth, nineteen ninety four? February ninth, nineteen ninety four. I was three. I was recently three. I was only had only been three for a couple weeks. Yeah. How was it? It was probably pretty great. Three. I mean, being three is fun. It's a fun time in your life. Yeah. No it worries. It was the 90s. It was pretty crazy. Yeah. Playing in the backyard, mm-hmm. you know. I was uh, in utero. It was, it you was, were in Nirvana? <laughs> I was in Nirvana, yeah. <laughs> that sounds disgusting. I was just negative three months old at that point. Ah, okay. Yeah. What about you? Uh, I was in Miami. <laughs> <laughs> of course you were. Partying hard, but I took a break from the party to go watch the Pacers and the Heat duke it out. A couple of 500 teams. Uh, actually, I think the Pacers ended up going to the conference finals this year, right? Or was that the next year? Couldn't tell you off the top of my head. It might have been the yeah I think it was the next year because that was the year that the Magic lost to the Rockets the Pacers lost to the Magic uh, to get to the or if they would have beat them they would have went to the finals and played the Rockets anyways in this game Derek <laughs> McKee ah long time Pacer brief time Seattle SuperSonic and long time listener. Maybe. The McKeister. Possible investor. I don't know if that's his (laughs) nickname, but it's a great one. The McKeister. He does have a nickname. Do you know what it is? It is the same. D-Mac. What? D-Mac. D-Mac? No. It's the same as a famous rapper. Lil Dicky. (laughs) No. uh, Think way before Lil Dicky. Oh. Jam Master J. <laughs> oh, DMC. Not that <laughs> far back. DMX. Uh, RIP. Uh, B- BMX. Like the bikes? Yeah. yeah. Little bikey. <laughs> no, it was Heavy D. Oh, oh man. Also RIP. Okay, yeah. I was thinking it could be DMX because Derek McKee, DM. You should have said you were listening to him in the limousine. Then we would have got it. Uh, well, I'm not that familiar with Heavy D's music unless I hear it. Actually. Well, Biggie listened to Heavy D up in the limousine. That's right. There what song go. is that now? You'll get uh, it. No, I would have to go through the whole thing on this podcast. and we've Is that Nasty Girl by? It was all a dream. Biggie, oh. Heavy D up in the limousine. S- uh, juicy, juicy. Uh, juicy. Yeah, I knew you were going to get there. I was yeah. just going to keep feeding you lines <laughs> until you got it. Okay, okay. 
That was the easy line. Anyways, Pacers beat the Heat. Hey, the Pacers won. Oh, the Pacers won. Wow, did Derek McKee help? He did because he had his Pacers career high of 30 points. Wah, wah, wee, wah. He shot, hey, get this, shot 10 of 12 from the field and 10 of 12 from the foul line in a 102 to 98 victory. Also chipped in five assists, four rebounds. Uh, also in this game, Haywood Workman, long-time oh. listener. <laughs> he had seven points. Uh, we do love oh, Haywood Workman around here. We a are a Haywood guy named Workman Kenny pod. Williams had 25 points off the bench, and that's got to be his best game as a Pacer because he doesn't even have a picture on basketball reference. Yeah, that's rough. I <laughs> have a picture there. Uh, on the Heat side of things, I don't know if you can hear my kid in the background. <laughs> yeah, you might you might just hear a, a baby whining a little bit. I think he's just talking. Is he? I I can barely hear it. Is yeah, he he hears us talking. He wants to be part of the pod. You know how it goes. <laughs> Get this: the Heat had a guy named Bimbo Coles. <laughs> what a name! Is that a real first name? It's a real first name, and he has a picture. Well, like, this is quite the stat of the day. It's, yeah, it's taking a long time. It's wide-ranging. Yeah. <laughs> I'm getting a lot of stats, shout honestly. Shout out to Bimbo Coles. And yeah. shout out to the McKeister. And shout out to the McKeister. Hashtag or slash Heavy D slash from the top of the McKee. Do you guys think he went by Keister? No. I feel like he would hate that. That's part of like a country like... Hey, it's Keister. Hey, oh, Keister. it's Keister and Ricky. Yeah. Keister would definitely have a friend named <laughs> they Ricky. They are up to no good. Well, it's Indiana, so I feel like that's a nickname he would have got. Keister. Keister. <laughs> Indiana in the 90s, for sure he got that nickname. Yeah. <laughs> uh, let, let's let's move on. We're moving on. We're uh, moving on past this finally, start of the day. Finally. So, sorry, Jack. <laughs> I'm sorry that it that you really hated that you guys apparently. you just you know how much i always want to move on to the next segment so you do love moving on uh, oh that's a great segue <laughs> yeah we're moving on to news and let me tell you what we got we got some big news to talk about today it's an all english champions league final <laughs> oh chelsea versus man city did i throw you off yeah because we actually have a ton of news but yeah two usa I, guys yeah are in the champions uh, league final. for the first time ever a Clint USA Dempsey? player no. no, I will give you all the money in my wallet if you can name one of the two USA players. That's that's risky. Josie Altador. <laughs> no, good job with some naming some not, national team. Not members, risky. Though. Never mind. Tim Howard. No, former player. You got like oh six gosh. years ago the team down. I went to a Seattle Sounders game three years ago. I don't remember any of the players. I wanted to help you anyways. Yeah, Captain America. Does that help you? Oh, Chris Evans. He plays soccer now. Oh, you were so close. I thought you were going to get it. I, you <laughs> I said too. you said Chris. I thought you were going to say Christian Pulisic. Christian Pulisic. <laughs> yeah, Christian Pulisic for Chelsea or Zach Steffen for Man City. One of them will lift the title for the for America for the first time. Not for America, for their team, but first American ever. It's a very exciting time. And hopefully one of them play. Plays. Pulisic will play. Okay. He might come off the bench, but he's definitely going to play. Yeah. Especially after getting into this last game. But hey, Jeremy, we got to talk about some real news. Some real news. Yes, we do. Let's get to it. All right, let's uh, we'll start it right off. Dive right into this. The uh, so a sort of a news storm, I guess you might call it, kicked off last night. Again. It was quite the hurricane. Yeah, in the uh, Pacers Kings game, which the Pacers lost. The they lost respectively only by eleven, I think. But it was a lot worse at some points. But the news from the game was that. Uh, I'll just break the play down for everybody. And hopefully you've all seen it. Uh, the play was all over But if you haven't seen social it, did, media. did you post it on Twitter? Uh, I did not post it on Twitter. Okay, but you can find it on all but it's all over. It's all over Twitter. You can find it on the Instagram on, at all.pacers. Yep. Look it up if you haven't. I'll go over it real quick. Uh, there was a defensive play where uh, there was a breakdown on the perimeter and a Kings player drove. Goga Batadze was slow to rotate over. And the Kings player got a dunk. I don't remember who the player was. I can't remember either right he now. Dunk, he got an easy easy dunk. <laughs> Come up the court. Was it Mo Harkless? 
I couldn't tell you. I think it was Mo Harkless. Come off the court, uh, TJ McConnell isos in the corner. Everybody else is around the outside. He drives and dishes out to Goga, who then drains a three. He comes. They come back down the court to play defense, and Goga looks over to the bench, and you can clearly see him say, "Sit the f down." Yeah. <laughs> and then there's a foul. Pacers call timeout, and uh, assistant coach Greg Foster is going crazy and Miles Turner has to hold him back. All the Pacers players gravitate around Goga, and Greg Foster keeps going off. TJ McConnell also has to go over to help hold him back. Jeremy Lamb, too. Jeremy Lamb, as well. All the players giving side-eye to the coaches. It's a it's a huge mess. Uh, and we find out, like, so the, the defensive breakdown. I, I mentioned this to Jack earlier. I don't know what you want Goga to do there. Yeah, sure, he's late rotating, but he's definitely going to pick up a foul there because there's no way you're going to stop that guy who's already has a head of steam going to the, the basket. I was okay with him just letting him get that dunk. Like, You don't want Goga picking up a bunch of fouls without Miles Turner available, which, but like, fine, sure. He rotated late, so yeah, be it, you can be annoyed with him. But Greg Foster was incensed with him on that play. Like That started the whole thing because Greg got jumped up and started yelling. Yeah. So... Goga comes back down, says sit the F down, <laughs> and that kicks off everything else. Uh, Jack, what were your takeaways from that whole I, – I called it a kerfuffle. Oh, I that's the, what I was going to call it, so I'm yeah, glad we're on the same I page. I thought it was a kerfuffle. There, it didn't escalate to fisticuffs, <laughs> so it was just a kerfuffle for me. Uh, Low-key, I kind of wish it escalated to fisticuffs. <laughs> that's crazy. Yeah, you well, don't want the team to fight. Chaos, Jeremy. This chaos is what we need right now. That for would draft be the picks. most exciting thing that happened to this team this year. Honestly, don't you think? Well, we talked Harris about this a little bit earlier too. Like, as Pacers fans, we've never had situations like this in our history where the team seems to be quasi tanking, and there's all sorts of rifts in the locker room. Like I was trying They're to playing guitar it. in the locker room. Yeah, <laughs> I was trying to think about it earlier. Like the craziest thing before this is. Malice at the Palace, which yeah. is a completely different scenario. Like this was involving another team's fans, like that got they got into a fight with. So having it be between the coaching staff and the players is a whole new thing, and it's it's really interesting to be a fan of a team who's going through this for the first time because I've only looked at other teams from the outside. So it's it's been interesting for me. I don't know how you feel about it. No, for sure. I mean, even in recent memory, there's not a lot of coaches and players who have like had. I mean, honestly, I can't think of any. The only thing that comes to mind is Latrell Sprewell and uh, PJ Carlissimo, where they like actually fought. Yeah. Uh, but like the more recent things that I can think of, where players and coaches were like not on the same page at all, is like Stan Van Gundy and Dwight Howard. Right. And uh, Stan Van <laughs> Gundy and every player on the Pelicans now. Quite possibly, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, Pelicans fans, if you're listening, we understand exactly how you're feeling right now. Yeah, but, but if you could win a few more games, that'd be that'd be wonderful. Oh, why? Let's get that lottery spot up. Oh, you're rooting for the Pacers to fall lower right now. Yeah, love it. Okay. Um, so Jeremy, what I will say is, um, Goga, I think if I had to guess from what I've heard about Greg Foster, he will definitely like, like he has high expectations for his players, mm-hmm. and. I'm sure like he's challenged Goga a lot since he's been his coach to be better, and Goga's taken to it in a lot of ways, too, because yeah, we've seen growth. He has improved this year. Yeah, we've seen a ton of growth. The thing that we have to remember in these situations, and I know you agree with me, is there's a ton of frustration right now on the Pacers team, Yeah, and we're seeing it boil over a lot um, with like these kind of small stories that we're hearing um, over the past couple of months where like players aren't like loving Nate Bjorkgren's play style. There was the Bleacher Report article, which we're going to talk about in a minute, where I think it is bringing up a lot of skeletons in the closet about this Pacers team, where like Bjorkgren's not doing the job that we all expected him to be doing or that we even thought he was doing at the beginning of the season. Mm-hmm. And there's just a lot of frustration. We're seeing the worst out of people. Goga, Greg Foster, like, yeah, that was a, a terrible thing that happened. I hate to see it. I mean – Kind of at the same time, it was fun to see because it was something <laughs> exciting to watch as a Pacers fan. But um, 
it's never a good look. And I even had some people messaging me like, oh, man, it's going to be all over ESPN tomorrow, blah, blah, blah. In the moment, I was like, yeah, it's crazy, but we're not going to see this tomorrow. <laughs> Whatever. It's the Pacers and Kings. No one cares. And now everyone's talking about it because I guess it was a big deal because it doesn't really happen that often. And to lose your composure like that's not a good look. Yeah, it got on the jump today, which is interesting. You don't often see the pages on the jump. Uh, Vince Usually Carter, just the Lakers. Yeah. Vince Carter played with uh, Greg Foster in Toronto for a year. He uh, he defended him kind of on the jump. He said he was an old school guy, and a lot of the young players don't often go with that. But I mean, you get the league's changing. Like you can't just be, you can't say, "Oh, I'm an old school guy," and let that fly all the time. You got yeah, you got to change with the league. There's a lot everybody of who played like before 2002 is an old yeah. school guy. Is what I take from anybody who's like old school, old school. And also, old school guys don't go up and try to fight their players either necessarily you know uh i would say old school guys are no, more likely to do that the yeah they're more <laughs> likely to but you can't defend him and say oh it's because he's old school when he right. was going up to when he was squaring up with coca like, yeah exactly you can't defend him and say oh he's old school who do you think would have won greg foster probably greg foster uh well i don't have to break the tie oh i mean goga nope 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 <laughs> nope you voted greg foster Dang it. I will never cast a vote now, so if Goga comes on the podcast, I won't uh you know he won't be insensitive to him. See my thing my thing is I don't think Goga wants the smoke. I think he'd get out of there before yeah, any I think so too. altercation could happen. So that's that's just how I feel about it. So Greg would win by default. Yeah, I mean they're both about the same height. I actually don't know how tall Greg Foster is, but he played power forward and center. Yeah, in his yeah he looks so. like he's at least six ten. He's a he's 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 the big man coach for the Pacers. He's a large Nate Bjorkgren, looks wise with masks on. He really they are both bald and They're they clones. both have the same mask. They do look very similar. Yes, my uncle Bill's bald. If he wears a mask, I bet he looks like <laughs> Greg Foster. And yeah, Nate well, he wears glasses though. Oh, but uh, all the reports were. That Foster and Batadze, like, they don't have a bad relationship. This is just one. It just blew over in the moment. Uh, and I guess we can just dive right into this Bleacher Report article now because this is what this is it. really what it stems from. And I've got it open here, so I can just fly through some of the highlights here. The uh, So the main gist of the article was that mm-hmm. uh, Nate Bjorkren is kind of crazy. Maybe. Yeah, I got sociopathic vibes from you. The did article. you've you've been saying sociopathic? I don't know if I want to take it that far. He, so the the vibe was that he will put on a face for cameras, very upbeat and positive in press conferences and when he's talking to people outside of, uh, behind the scenes. But once you get into the practice, like he's mean, uh, like borderline. Uh, like insulting to his assistant coaches and he micromanages all the players and it's very hard to be around him when you're with him for long periods of time was the main push of the article yeah uh how did how did you take in the article jack well i think the one of the things that stood out to me was how over and over again the quotes they were getting and i don't know who wrote this article it was Jake Fisher yeah, from, I can't con- from Bleacher Report. Yeah, I, I'm assuming there's a lot of validity to this. Um, well, I, I even tweeted today, even if only half of it is as accurate as he writes, that's still terrible for Bjorkren. Like, yeah. this, is, this is not a good article for Not him. a good article, and you can't really come back from something like this either. And beyond that, it's not a good article for the whole Pacers organization because – it really makes it seem like they only talked to Nick Nurse in this whole situation, who apparently Kevin Pritchard and uh, the rest of the front office, like they're kind, of, they're friends with Nick Nurse, and they they really just talked to him about him. They did not talk to T.J. Warren, who had played under him in Phoenix. They did not talk to the rest of the Phoenix Suns yeah, staff for some reason. At all. <laughs> they did not talk to the uh, G League teams that he has coached for before. So like what what are they 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 just didn't vet him at all and now we have all these quotes from these people on these teams that he's always been like this. So this was knowledge that was out there that they just didn't go and find. Yeah, it seems like there's um some connections between Buchanan and Bjorkgren too. They both played college D3 also that, in yeah. was it Iowa. Mm-hmm. Uh yeah, somewhere. And like in the article. Yeah, and they've been connected and have known each other. I think the article even refers to them as friends before. Yes. This situation. Um and 
it just seems strange like when they talk about him like having when he's like had to have control when he's an assistant coach like if someone wanted to talk to the head coach he was creating a barrier a social barrier where people had to go through him to get to the head coach and there was a handful of times throughout the article where they're talking about how that was the case and I mean, like, from the outside looking in, I wouldn't want to, like, be around someone who's, like, keeping me away from someone else because they needed power and control. And I don't know. We don't know Bjorkgren as a person. None of us do. No, we don't. So I, I can't speak, speak for to yourselves. <laughs> yeah, I can't speak to his personality or what he's like. I did, Jeremy, look up a uh, definition of a sociopath. Okay. Right here. There's a, there's. It's always hard to find a definition. I think I found it. But people with antisocial personality disorder a sociopath um, uses mind games to control friends, family members, coworkers, and even strangers. They may also be perceived as charismatic or charming. They'll often break rules or make impulsive decisions about feeling or without feeling guilty for the harm they cause. So, oh my gosh, am I a sociopath? <laughs> Austin is the closest thing we have to a sociopath, and of course. <laughs> we'll, we'll get into that off the pod. We'll, we'll I always thought I was a psychopath. <laughs> we'll, we'll keep we'll keep that private. Just. Maybe Austin's a sociopath. That's a teaser for maybe some time down the road. We'll yeah, see. And for all that sociopaths. <laughs> <laughs> First guest, Nate Bjorkren. <laughs> okay. So, we, like I said, we can't speak to his personality or like who he is as a person. From what we read in this article, there's a lot of things that tell me that he has, like he's playing mind games. He has uh, ups and downs uh, emotionally. He's charismatic or charming at times. Yeah. But there's a lot of control in this, and I don't see why anyone would want to play for someone like that. Is my point? Yep. I feel like it's easy to be charismatic as a coach, like for th- in the media. You just got to be like, yeah, we're gonna try hard. We're gonna we're gonna work hard. No, that's a great point. Um, it says in the article. Um, well, it's either in the article or someone else might have tweeted this. I don't remember which one that. I think I'm pretty sure it's the article. It's but the article. In his introductory press conference to the team and the assistant coaches that were there still, he only talked for like 90 seconds and he used buzzwords and was just re- really positive. And then he just ended the call. <laughs> like, yeah. Didn't they talk all, about his family, didn't introduce right. himself. Nothing else happened. Like, that was it. And as uh, I use air quotes, media members, as <laughs> much as we can be. Uh, hey, they we, we've broken news. That's true. We have broken news. We've broken news. Uh, we only see the for, the uh, forward facing side. We're we don't have access to any of the behind the scenes stuff, even less so in the pandemic year like we've been having. So like there's been even less access to what's been going on in the uh, practices and everything. Yeah. But now all these we have all these quotes that make it seem like it's not been good at all. Like he's terrible to work with. No one enjoys him. Uh, and we haven't brought this up, but in February, Bill Bano resigned. Yeah. And it seemed like it was because his parents, I think, had both passed away from. Right. He he had some legitimate reasons to yeah. resign, but the article states that it was in fact uh, Bjorkren's coaching style and personality that really drove him to quitting the team. Yeah, which is at least what the article says. We we, told, we don't exactly know. We just know what we've heard before about Bill Bano quitting. Well, yeah, but, yeah. and it's backed. It's been backed up by a few other sources I've seen that said. You never see an assistant coach right. resign in the middle of the year like that, and you really don't. I can't think of any others, anything off the top of my head where an assistant has resigned in the middle of the year like that. It was really yeah. weird. So yeah, it's it seems like it might have been just Bjorkren <laughs> pushed him out a little bit. Yeah. I I mean, it's just a weird situation. I feel I feel for the the players. I feel for the all of the people listening, all the fans out there too. I mean, it hasn't been a fun season um, at all. Right. As a, as Pacer fans. and Well, you say that, huh. and this was a point made in the article as well, was that uh, some of the players did have misgivings about him from the start, but they got off to such a good start in the season that it, they kind of just said they brushed it off. They're like, oh, this is... That instead of misgivings, they had thanksgivings. Right. <laughs> They're like, oh, this is going well, so maybe we can put up some, with some of the personality stuff since we're playing... We're playing well. We're winning games. Uh, I think they were like eight and three to start the season. Yeah. Started three and zero. Oh. So like even in the preseason, they noticed some of his his coaching style. He was coached from an iPad. He uh, was he did a lot of X's and O's stuff, but 
like as we've seen as the season has gone forward, like yeah, maybe his defensive stuff isn't working really well. Where you have McDermott and Justin Holiday having to switch onto players they shouldn't be. Yeah. And one of the most telling stats that I've seen today was that for some reason Demontis Sabonis is the league leader in distance traveled on defense <laughs> because he gets switched into the perimeter so often. <laughs> he's not good on the perimeter. Yeah. We talk about this all the time. Yeah. You don't want him there, and you shouldn't have your power forward <laughs> leading the league in, def- no, in distance traveled on defense. There's a lot of red flags for Nate Bjorker, and a lot of the stuff that we were calling for uh, McMillan to change and why everybody wanted a new coach was there's no protecting players on defense – even though you're a defensive coach, um, we still saw Aaron Holiday, Edmund Sumner get um, put in the spotlight on defense when they could have been protected. And now it's like we can't protect Sabonis or Doug McDermott or Justin Holiday. And yeah, like there is no reason that a seven foot big man, a center right now, should be leading the league in distance traveled on defense. Like right. he needs to be roaming the paint. He doesn't need to be running from three-point line from the one corner to the other corner like he's been yeah. doing. It's insane. It's it's literally insane. And and that was one of the selling points when he was brought in this year, apparently, to Buchanan and Pritchard was his uh, X's and O's on defense. Was yeah. He was like, we're going to run some – we're going to throw a lot of different looks at people. We're going to do zone, which all that is well and good <laughs> if you actually have a good system you're running, which we just gave up 150 points to the Wizards. There, right. right. Like, th- something's not working here. Right. So – what, how long until you think there's a coaching change, or do you think there is going to be a coaching change? Well, we're, real quick, can we uh, talk about one more thing yeah, before I actually, we get to that? I actually want to talk about one more thing, too. Okay. What I was going to say, real quick, I, I couldn't remember what it was, so I was moving on. But um, I think, too, when you were talking about how we started out 8-3, and three, um, people were okay with Bjorkgren. Like, they seemed like I saw the word genius thrown around. Yeah, Sabonis called him a genius. Yeah. Um, but Sabonis oh, also came to him in the middle of the season and asked him, he Sabonis asked Bjorkren to lighten up on assistant coaches. <laughs> That's not a conversation that should ever have to no, happen. No, for sure not. Um, a lot of it too. I bet I'm guessing was P- Oladipo was still in Indy. Mm-hmm. The, uh, that, I'm sure that was in the back of everybody's mind in the Pacers organization. Yeah, like what's Oladipo doing? Why are we still dealing with this dude? There's a lot of animosity towards Oladipo, obviously stemming from last season too, when he was asking players if he could come play with them on different teams. Right. <laughs> Um, allegedly allegedly but i think it's pretty much confirmed at this point (laughs) it's allegedly confirmed i'm pretty sure he did that when he was on houston and while he's on miami 100 percent. i'm quite sure he's asking other teams (laughs) he wants to be on miami i don't think miami wants him to be there though. that's true (laughs) crazy so uh i mean i'd be if i'm miami i would do you think if Houston offered Kelly Olynyk for Oladipo. Would you take that trade if you're Miami? Hey, Kelly Olynyk's averaging like <laughs> Kelly Olynyk ten. Been playing really well. Yeah. Of, I mean, this is like peak good player bad or bad it's like player it's, good. It's team. like fine like player bad team. It's not even good yeah player, yeah. Bad it's, team. Like, it's like it's eighth man bad. It's like <laughs> guy who can actually play basketball <laughs> bad. Team. We should go through the Rockets team and do a. Will they be on the team in two to eight years? All right, that's, we should do that later. Yeah, on that look team in two to eight years. Yeah. No, not on just the, the Rockets, but like oh, who's in the, in the league. Yeah, yeah. Look forward so to that later. <laughs> none of them will be on that team in eight years. Yeah, uh, but I think Oladipo created a wall for Bjorkgren a little bit because the players were so, and the organization was so concerned mm-hmm. with what Oladipo was doing. And once that changed and the team started playing poorly too, ju- it like just all went downhill from there. Obviously. All right. The final thing before we move on to where we think this will go from here, uh, the article we we mentioned that the Pacers did not. Um, Ask TJ Warren any of his thoughts about Bjorken before hiring him. The article goes so far as to say that uh, TJ Warren requested a trade once Bjorken was hired at the beginning of the season, which uh, TJ Warren has refuted. Yeah, he uh, tweeted that it was like nonsense on Twitter today. He also replied directly to the author of the article and said, "Don't put my name in. Try and make false narratives." Um, also, Jay Michael from Indie Star has also refuted that report, but it is out there that that possibly happened. Um, also, that he got elective surgery. Yeah, he <laughs> too, opted for so, season ending, so surgery. he did not have to play. Which I'm I'm not so sure that just happens to be a coincidence. I think, uh, and the article kind of states, and Jay Michael also says that 
that was also kind of that was always kind of in the cards that he was going to be out for the season. So, but yeah. it is what it is. It's out there now, and none of it reflects well on <laughs> Bjorkgren. No, I I don't think we're going to see Bjorkgren as the head coach much longer. I would be surprised if he isn't fired by the end of the season. You think before the end of the season? I think th- there's going to be games left and he won't be the coach anymore. Ooh. By the end of the week? The only concern and the only reason, yeah, I, I don't think he'll be coached by the end of the week. The only reason um, that they would keep him is there's a ton of scenarios when coaches get fired and the team will win games <laughs> <Yeah>. immediately after. <laughs> and I don't think the Pacers want to win games right now. Man, so. I'll tell you what, though. that A lot of that has to do with the assistant taking over and the guys really want to play for them. Yeah. Who who does the Pacers who does hey, this team want to play for? Give the reins to Calvert Cheney. <laughs> it's time. <laughs> Wait, is he a Pacers assistant coach? He is. He is. Yeah. He is a he's lead assistant tonight, taking over for Greg Foster, I believe. And oh, watch the Pacers are going to win by sixty. Wow. We'll, see, well, McMillan. Oh, he's in town. <laughs> yeah, they're not beating the Hawks. Well, by the, the time you all listen to this, you will know the result of this game. We're I'm assuming it's the McMillan revenge game. Yeah, I'm assuming the two. Pacers lost. <laughs> um, Jack, but you've come so far. I know, I I have. From Pacers well, okay. will win every game. So, Jack, you think you think fired before the season? I am surprised he's still the coach at this moment. Yes, there was buzz on Twitter today from some other uh, indie sports outlets that he might be fired before the game tonight. I did not think he'd get fired today. There's a lot in that article you have to unpack. Um, the front office obviously loved him at the beginning of the season, so I, I don't think they would have jumped uh, jumped off the ship for him so soon. I think the Pacers would really have to be losing almost all the rest of their games. They only have eight games left, including tonight, for him to get fired before the season. So, but you can't come back from this article. This is a condemning article. True. Well, here here's here's my thought. Okay. If they're still in a position to. Sorry about that. Are, are we distracted? Are we? <laughs> I was looking getting... at the Pacers schedule and oh. I accidentally clicked the highlight. <laughs> oh, okay, okay. From last night's game. I thought you were game. just on social media or something. No, no, no. I was, was legitimately doing research. I was going to apologize for talking over your social media. <laughs> no, 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 no. I think if the Pacers are still in a situation in which they're in the playoffs, that Bjorken will not be fired. But if they drop out below that 10 seed, then... I think maybe we'll see him get let go during the season. All right, and I disagree. I think that the Pacers will play this game with Bjorkren and then play uh, in Cleveland with him, fire him, and leave him in Cleveland, <laughs> Oh, as as uh, teams the, uh, have been known to do. The old NFL move. That's the NFL yes. move to leave your coach in the city you just lost it. Oh. Now, no, legitimately, I think they would fire him because they have – a back-to-back, they play against Philly at home after that Cleveland game. Yeah. And then they also have a back-to-back right at the end of the season. So I think they would probably fire him after one of a game where they have a practice day the next day so that you can get acclimated with the interim coach. So also Chad Buchanan and uh, Pritchard need to be sitting down with these players too and trying to gauge where they're at with Coach because if we're going to keep him on as the head coach and these players are just going to like grow more and more uh, resentful to the organization, which is a real possibility if this is all – if there is any validity to this, which it seems like there is, then like get him out of here as soon as you can. Because if this – if all of our players start demanding trades and their trade value diminishes, because you have to assume there's going to be some trades this offseason too. But if like we let this get too out of control just because we're like, well, let's not fire him until the end of the season and uh like players went out then that's not good for the pacers going forward either all right well that leads me to my next couple of questions okay which uh first of all is do you think uh chad buchanan and kevin pritchard uh survive the offseason i do not for both of them yeah, I'll be honest. I don't know who Chad Buchanan is, but I know Kevin Pritchard is the GM. No, Buchanan's and the GM. Pritchard's oh. the president. Okay, well, I hear Kevin Pritchard's name a lot. Either way, they haven't done a very good job, I don't think. And especially if you don't really vet your head coach that well. Obviously, that's a red flag. Yeah, I mean, I would have fired them uh, two years after the TJ Leaf draft. <laughs> <laughs> 
I would have fired him after the TJ Leaf pick. Wait, like, two two years after TJ Leaf just would have been last year, right? Yeah, Pretty where much. it's like where where it's like okay, we know for sure this dude's bad. There's no hope at this point. Well, I yeah. think if uh, if you're Kevin Pritchard or Chad Buchanan, you might want to be proactive on this thing and fire Bjorkren as soon as you can which would be now to try and save your own job. Yeah, that's a great way to look at it, too, and maybe get a coach that, like, at, as soon as you can get a new coach that people will be excited about. Yeah. Pluck an assistant from another team. Maybe, like Becky. Like the Wolves. <laughs> like maybe, hey. a, maybe a Nets assistant. <laughs> yeah, maybe a Nets assistant. Maybe, yeah. a, maybe a former first choice for the Pacers might be the first <laughs> choice again. Yeah. We're talking, of course, of Mike D'Antoni, who reports today did mention as the Pacers' first choice again. Which is assuming that they're getting rid of Bjorkren, which does seem to be the case. Uh, I think we're all assuming that he will be gone, as we've stated. We think he's going to be gone relatively soon. He gone. Uh, I'm. I. I think that. Here. All right. I won't say what I'm. I'm feeling. Okay. I'll phrase it as my next question. Okay. Do you think the Pacers blow it up this off season? It's getting blown up, Jeremy. I think we'll see two of our star players around still. Mm-hmm. But I think three guys are going. You think three? Three. At least, and then Levert, role players won't be back. Levert's definitely still there. Levert's still there. I think Levert and possibly Warren are maybe the only two guys who can guarantee their safety this offseason. Yeah. Can we guarantee Warren? I can guarantee Warren. I, that's why I said, and maybe Warren. I think yeah. Levert is the only one who's truly on solid ground with this Pacers team. I think you'll still we'll still see one of... Turner or Sabonis. I agree. And that was my next point. You'll get one of Turner, Sabonis, and I think they might choose Turner with how he's played this year. Uh, I think they might move on from Sabonis and try and get a different four in there. But we'll see. We'll see how it goes. That'll be sad. Also, obviously, if they do move on from Sabonis, that would probably increase Warren's job job security because you can play him at the four, bring in a 3 and D guy uh, to upgrade over Brissett. And have Brissett come off the bench and not start. Jeremy, <laughs> I know you don't mean that, but yeah. Uh, I th- so are, are we all saying we think the Pacers will blow it up this offseason? Blow all it up. I think we're hey. seeing Lavert and Miles Turner next year. I think Brogdon, Sabonis, and Warren are all gone, as wow. well as Doug McDermott, Justin Holiday, and T.J. McConnell. If you're a longtime listener to this pod, you've heard me say to blow this team up since we started recording this yeah, podcast. Yeah, <laughs> honest, Jack and I always push back on you. Yeah, and apparently. You were, you might have been right the hey, whole time. And I also said the Pacers would be the ten seed this season, <laughs> and it looks like it's going to be that way. Well, speaking of the Pacers being the ten seed, uh, do you have any other th- final thoughts on this whole Bjorkren situation and uh, Greg Foster from last night? No, I think we've covered all the bases. Uh, I think if you have a sociopath as your head coach, then <laughs> you're probably not in good shape. Well, I think you have to get the right kind of sociopath. <laughs> yeah, maybe. I think if you could, I think you could find a sociopath who would be a great NBA head coach. Yeah, there listen. Who's to say inspiration isn't actually manipulation? I don't like that thought, but you said it. Uh no, I, I inspire you to believe in yourself. I have manipulated you to think that you're better than you are and to you try hard. You didn't let me finish. I I don't like that thought, but I'm not sure you're wrong. <laughs> I think See? he's right. There you go. I think you nailed it. Yeah. All right, well, like I said, speaking of the 10th seed, the Pacers currently sit in the 9th seed in the Eastern Conference. They are only a half game ahead of the Wizards, who are surging recently. They've been playing very Ooh, well. Do the Wizards have the tiebreaker as well? Uh, I, They've beat the Pacers this year. I, I do think I know they have once. the tiebreaker. Twice, right? Twice. Because um, Russell Westbrook is the MVP against the Pacers this year. So the wild card here is the Toronto Raptors, who are currently three and a half games back from the Pacers. Uh, and we play them with the final game of the season. So we might have a scenario where <laughs> we're playing for that 10 seed. If we keep losing, which seems likely, considering the schedule we have left, which I can run through that real quick here. Jeremy, okay. I know we always talk about if Austin could score in an NBA game. Okay. <laughs> There's no reason why the Pacers wouldn't call Austin right now. <laughs> Say, hey, we're playing the Raptors last game of the season. You in? And there's no. no reason why Austin wouldn't get 30 shots. And well, he'd score one, so of the, would. one of those shots. Here's the thing. Okay. That if, if, they're, if they're in a situation where if they lose to the Raptors, it can move them up a couple spots in the lottery, 
then I think they'll lose that game. But if if there's still a couple games ahead of the Raptors, um, I I think they'll just play it like a regular game because they'll have to get ready for the playing game because they'll be locked into their lottery spot anyway. So I think it's going to depend on how the next few games go. Which it was important too that the Kings beat us because they have 29 wins this year. Yeah. Now, uh, here's our next few games. We have tonight versus the Hawks. Uh, when you're listening to this, you'll know the result. We're all predicting a loss. Yeah, we'll tell you the result right now. Uh, did the Wizards beat us? Play us twice? We uh, yes, did they beat us twice. Russell Westbrook now has 45 assists against the Pacers this year in two <laughs> games. So there you go. It's uh, Hawks tonight. Then we got the Wizards Saturday. Monday bet the over and assist on Saturday for Russell Westbrook. Uh, then at the Cavs, home for the Sixers, Bucks, and Lakers. And That's then rough at Toronto. At Toronto, which is at Tampa Bay, technically. So bet the under for scoring for Colin Sexton the rest of the year too. This, all of these teams outside the Cavs have something to play for. One one and six. Possibly the even stretch. the Raptors might have something to play for if they want to get yeah. into the playing game. So yeah, we'll see. I there. mean you Which may we're see. we're inviting them to the playing game. We're like, hey come on it's all yours, man. Come uh, on, Raptors. Honestly that Milwaukee game, they may be locked into three at that point. They're only I a game back from the Nets. So anything could happen up top of the That's East. true. The top the of Lakers the East, could maybe sit there, guys. Well, they'll they'll have to be locked into a spot too. They're fighting to get uh, out of the playing game in the West. Well, but I think they're probably more likely to sit just because they're like, well, we're the Lakers. We have true LeBron. It unless they are really can't risk it, can't risk that playing game. Yeah, if they're really still in trouble of the playing game, probably not. Which but. they're only a half game ahead of the Blazers right now. So. And LeBron is eyeing another comeback uh, sometime mid next week. I but think, so. Mavericks are a half game ahead of the Blazers too, so True. it's not like it's just the Lakers. True. Yeah. But yeah, so the Pacers might see themselves in a situation where they're the 12 seed now, uh, half game ahead of the Wizards, uh, only a couple games ahead of some other teams in the Western Conference. So we might see them drop a few spots lower, and they'll want to lose that last game. Yeah. So teams that were definitely going to have a better record than. Rockets, right? Rockets, Timberwolves, Thunder. Yeah. And then Pistons, Cavs, Magic. And there's a chance the Bulls. Well, I think probably definitely the Bulls. Yeah. Well, Zach Levine might be coming back today, right? He is back tonight. Yeah, yeah. he's back. There are four games So back. they're going to be even worse now. No, 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 no. Hey, they're stomping the Hornets <laughs> as we they're record four this. Ga- they're four games back, so they would have to probably win six of their last games to pass the Pacers. I think we might win two of ours, so. Whoa. We'll see, though. Okay, Jeremy still I mean, believes everyone. <laughs> I don't think two of eight games is spectacular. Yeah, that's <laughs> Jeremy's pretty, a believer. Pretty <laughs> that's bad. pretty bad. Jeremy believes everyone. He thinks we're going to beat the Cavs and the 76ers. <laughs> I don't know who you think. The Cavs and the Raptors? Or uh, do you think there's just going to be a weird win in there? Two two of two of Cavs, Cavs Wizards, Raptors. Two of those. Oh, okay. I think two of those, probably. I think the, if a, the Lakers don't play anybody, maybe that game. I think there's a zero percent chance the Wizards lose to us. <laughs> I think there's a zero percent. They're like the second hottest team in the NBA right now, and if, they want in. They if, want in. If the Pacers play any semblance of a defense against the Wizards, they they win. They let they let in 154 points, but they scored 141, <laughs> so we can <laughs> score on them, and we should be better defensively than that. So, so how many be, should be? Yeah. This real question: How many times in NBA history has a team scored 152, 141, and then 93, like that? I don't know. Probably not. Probably not. Well, I guess oh, that's. I, I guess there's never really an answer for that. But how do you score over 140 two games in a row, and then the next game you score under 100? Well, you that's play just two of the worst defenses. Yes. <laughs> you te- you play a team that is actively like just telling their players to stay home. Yeah, but I don't look at starting center Marvin Bagley for the Kings and look at starting the starting power team. forward. Starting Marvin power Bagley. forward. Oh yeah, your boy Rashawn Holmes and <sighs> think Rashawn Holmes this so much. <laughs> I would trade Sabonis for him straight up right now. Dude, well that's ridiculous. That is so ridiculous. I think he still has the best field goal percentage in the NBA. Doesn't matter. Go get go get a better package than Rashawn Holmes. Nope, that's all I need. What if they throw in Halliburton? <laughs> sure, but just <laughs> you're just sweetening the deal for me. <laughs> But yeah, the uh, so the Pacers are at twelve right now. The Wizards sit half game back. We play them coming up. 
the Pelicans are also a half game back, and then the Kings are a game and a half back. So all these teams are in play to pass up the Pacers and move us up in the lottery, which at this point I think is what, as Pacers fans, we should probably be rooting for. Yeah, It'll be nice to stay in that playing game, maybe get the 10, just say say you're in the playoffs, but getting a better lottery is the goal right now. Okay, can I ask you a quick question? Well, it's not really that quick, actually. I'm going to read some players, and right now, just where you stand as a Pacers fan, would you trade your entire roster for this player? Okay. Because, <laughs> I mean, there's obvious – like, I'm just we've going – We've played by, this game before. We've played it, and, and it's for sure changing now. You previously would have traded the whole roster for some of these guys, I'm assuming. Well, I w- for sure – like, if the if the Mavericks said we'd give you Luka Doncic for the entire roster, yeah. Yeah, well, can we keep some guys? Like, can we keep Sumner? No, everyone's gone. Would you say no to Doncic for the entire team if we lose some? No, I just I think we I think we'd keep some guys. That's all I'm saying. There's no way we would trade the whole team. Jeremy, I'll let you keep one guy, and that one guy's O'Shea Brissett. All right, I'm in. Okay. <laughs> no, who's the one guy you'd keep? No, Luca and Brissett play two on five, and we go eighty-two and zero next year. <laughs> hey, I'll I'll keep it real with you. I'm gonna keep it one hundred fifty thousand. The Rashawn Holmes things that was a joke. I would trade Sabonis for Halliburton straight up. Yeah, I would too. Yeah. Would you trade oh, the entire? Wow. So I thought I was being bold. No. Would you trade the entire Pacers roster for Halliburton? No. Right now. Not the Not entire the roster. roster. Okay. Would you trade the entire Pacers roster for Zach Levine? Uh, no. no. Yeah, I wouldn't either. I, obviously. I would like to, but I shouldn't. What about Donovan Mitchell? No. Yes. I would. I'd trade my soul for Donovan Mitchell and the Pacers. <laughs> uh, you're biased. Can you imagine, though, Donovan Mitchell, we re-sign Brian Bowen. We get Gorgie Jang from San Antonio Spurs. Jeremy, um, this is your dream. I'm all in. This is great. Francisco Garcia comes out of retirement. Oh, scores 50 gosh. a night. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay, entire team for Julius Randle. No. Yes. No is my answer, no. Yes. Oh, I love Jay Randle. I mean, we essentially have Julius Randle in Sabonis. No, no. Just a better no, version. No, no, no. It's a better we, version. No, no he's not. Jeez, oh, Julius Randle is five times the defensive player to Sabonis is. Well, that's fine, but Sabonis does way more on offensive. Sabonis is way no. better offensively. Uh-uh. Well, maybe not way more, but in he's the paint, better. In the paint, 100%. If you need a bucket, you're going is, to Sabonis. Yes, he is. No, I, I'll still take Randle. Uh, we're done. Bro, we're Randall, done. Look at his stats. Look at his shooting off the dribble. Well, I'm not going to Randall, that can, up. I Randall can get you Randall can get you a shot from anywhere on the court. Look, the the question is are you trading your whole roster? And we're saying it's even even if it's just like barely an upgrade over Sabonis, that's not worth your whole roster. That's crazy. Yeah, I probably should have said no to that. Yeah. But I like Julius <laughs> Randall a lot. I've watched a lot of Knicks this year and he's very fun. Okay. Uh Michael Porter Jr. Oh, no. heck yes. No. Get heck out of yes. here. Get out of here. Jeremy, I might that's crazy. Uh, he is so good. Pascal Siakam. No. Oh. Okay. I wouldn't trade the bench player. No, there's going to be good ones. John ja Morant. Hey, yes, wait. Right? Real quick on Pascal Siakam. Mm. Okay. I was on this two years ago. The dude can't shoot threes. He can't hit an open corner three. And everybody was praising him two years ago as like the second coming of Kawhi Leonard. It's like, no, he's never he's never been that player. And he's proving this year he's not going to be that player. So, yeah. I just want to say I was on that train early. And I'm proud of myself. Hey, and Jeremy, congrats. Thanks, man. He wasn't a top four player for the Raptors in their championship run. He wasn't. In the playoffs, definitely not. Yeah. He faded hard. In the playoffs, yeah. No. He he would be a very overqualified, like, third or fourth option, but he would be an underqualified second option. Yes. Okay. Bam Adebayo. No. Uh. It's whole roster. Right, and you're building. But our salary cap is better, too. Bam is so good. Think of all the space you're we have. You're not trading your whole roster for Bam Adebayo. He's so good. It doesn't I, matter. It's your whole roster. You're not trading that. I, I say no to that as well. I guess I'll say no. Peer it's pressure. Not, it's not guess you say. <laughs> it's your entire roster. Think of what you're yeah, giving up. Yeah, the Pacers up. roster stinks. No, no, no. There's, there's value they don't, there. They don't stink. There is so much. You have to think of the value of the roster. That if you're giving it all for just Bam Adebayo, you're losing out on so much value. That's well, a terrible we got a lot trade. Of cap space to work with. That is true. That is true. Um, Anthony Edwards. No. Uh, definitely no. Lamelo. No. Whoo man, he's I'd, gonna sell a lot of jerseys. I would. I would consider 
both yeah, you Anthony know Edwards and Ja or and Lamelo. Give me Lamelo Ball. Okay, and last one. Take the roster. Last one. Boyan Bogdanovich. No. <laughs> bring him back. You don't want to bring him back. No, <laughs> not for the whole roster. <laughs> I might trade for for Bogdan Bogdanovich. Bogdan. Um, yeah, I think that's it. Is I mean, obviously, like I skipped a bunch of names like Kurt, Steph Curry, Brad Beal, Joel Embiid, Luca, Damian Lillard. Well, Giannis. you skipped all the guys you would say yes to. So would was, you would you say call. yes to all those guys? Is there anyone from that list you'd say no to? Can you read it again slower? Steph Curry, Brad Beal. What well, speed round? You ready? Say yes or no. Steph Curry. Yes. Yeah. Brad Beal. Yes. Yeah. Joel Embiid. Yes. Yeah. Luca. Yes. Dame. Yeah. Yes. Giannis. Yeah. Yes. Kyrie. No. Yeah, I say no. It's Zion. No. Oh, God, yes. I'd Wait, did him. you say no? I'd say no. Okay, i say yes. What in the world? Jason Tatum. Tatum. Wait, 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 wait. Time out, time out, time <laughs> out. Why not Zion? I just, I don't like him as a player. He's super fun to watch. I don't like him. I know it's stupid. I just don't like him. It's the same bias as earlier. Is it the same bias as me not liking Zach Levine? Probably. Except Zach Levine's actually not a good player. Look. No. Z- I mean, the All-Star game. <laughs> Zion Williamson is a fantastic player. He's He leads the league in layups by over 200. <laughs> so he's incredible. He's one, oh. Sorry, one more name. Trey Young. No. no. Okay, I'm done. That's that's my segment. Okay, <laughs> you said no so fast on Trey Young, but got really mad when I say no to Zion. <laughs> because Zion Williamson is like, you know, such a – different and more talented maybe not that much more talented than trey young can you win a title with him as your best player trey young no zion oh yeah yeah i think so too you think so with him as your best player as your best player a guy a guy who can get to the rim whenever he wants and shoots over 60 percent from the field of course oh so demonis sabonis he's only 20 sabonis sabonis doesn't shoot 60 percent from the field let's see you keep talking and he can't get to the rim whenever he wants Oh, here's here's my thing on Zion. I think unless he can add jump shooting to his game, his value is going to start diminishing pretty quick after about five years when he starts losing Maybe. that explosiveness. But but the, well, who's to say he'll lose that explosiveness in I five mean, years? He plays so hard. Hey, Westbrook That's still true. going. But Westbrook doesn't have that frame. He's carrying a huge frame. That's true. So it's just you have to. It's a wait and see thing with Zion. He's also 20, and he's never had a real coach yet. True. That's very true. Uh, and that roster is horribly constructed. Also true. They should also be looking at trading the whole team besides <laughs> Zion. And no, no, I no. Like you have to trade the whole roster. So no, you can't hey, keep him. That's Jack's rule. It says you can't keep anybody. <laughs> no, I, like, keep anybody. I like Lonzo, so they should keep him and Zion. But the rest can. You've changed the game to keeping two players. <laughs> <laughs> hey, don't change my game, Austin. Do you want to talk about some games that we've played? Yeah, do we have time? Sure. We have we can do it real quick. Yeah, well we we have a I lost my phone. Here, I'll t- I'll tell you what games we played recently. I found my phone. Oh, okay. So, do you want to start from Wednesday, April 21st? Is that the last time we did a podcast? Let's see. Wednesday. Oh, April y'all didn't do one last week? No, we didn't. No. Oh, man. I think we You're recorded. the glue that holds this podcast together, Austin. <laughs> you know, I am the sticky white substance. Glue. Thank you. It, that is glue you're talking about. That just did keeps we, us Did we record on together. a Wednesday or a Friday? Might Friday. have been a Friday. Let's just skip the OKC game. I'm assuming you recorded on that Friday, which means... So, <laughs> you want me to just rattle off some score lines here? Yeah, just rattle it off. If anything stands out, let's talk so about it. So, here's some recent games. Pistons 115-109 win. Nothing there. Magic at the Magic, 131-112 win. Not impressive. Uh, 133-112 loss to the Blazers, followed by a 130-113 loss to the Nets. The Nets, uh, what I will say is Levert and KD were going neck and neck that game. Yep. KD got the upper hand, which should have been the case, but it's cool to see Levert battling his old team really well. And Alizé Johnson. <laughs> and Al- oh, yeah, that's the big one. His Alizé Johnson had a 20-20. He's the first player in NBA history, right, to have a – 2020 game off the bench and in a away game, right? Isn't that the stat? That's crazy. Yeah, against his old. That was mates. a game that really got away from the Pacers. They were they were in it for three quarters and they they let it get let, let it go in the fourth. That was a frustrating one. The Alizé Johnson game. They followed it up with a 152-95 win over the Thunder, the biggest away win in NBA history. <laughs> so there we go. 
Man. No clue what's going on with this Pacers team. That was the pinnacle of this season as a Pacers fan and quickly changed within a week. Oh, you, you mean uh, it changed two days later with a 154-141 loss <laughs> to the Wizards? Well, it's still fun to watch the Pacers put up 141, honestly. That's like true. I didn't care that we lost. And as before mentioned, perhaps one of the first teams to score over 140 in two straight games and then <laughs> only scored 93 yeah. in a loss to the Kings, as we've talked only about. Only 93 against the Kings. Very frustrating game, yeah. Oh, like the me, worst defensive team in the league. So Pacers played nine ga- nine guys against uh, the Wizards in that 154-141 loss. Eight of those players out of the nine had double digits. What's the one player who didn't have double digits scoring? Cassius Stanley. Nope. It's O'Shea Brissett. Nope. It's Aaron Holiday. Nope. Goga. Nope. It's Demonis Sabonis. It is Keelan Martin with zero points because he only played four seconds. But everyone (laughs) else played at least 16 minutes and had double-digit scoring. Ah. All right, and uh, we mentioned that the upcoming schedule is eight games left this season. Let's talk about the games we have coming up this week, and we'll make some picks here. Uh, Tonight is the Hawks. We're going to skip that one. We've all said it's going to be a loss, though, so you have our pick. You'll find out. When you're listening, you'll know. Just for parity, I'm going to say it's a win. All right. Hold this L. No, I'm just kidding. There it's a go. loss. It's a loss. All right. So the actual upcoming games in the next week before you hear from us again, we have Saturday home for the Wizards and then Monday at the Cavs, Tuesday home for the 76ers, and Thursday home for the Bucks. Four games coming up. Jack, what do you think a record's going to be? Okay. I think we're going to lose our coach by – I think we are going to leave him in Cleveland. I think we're going to pull out a win against either the 76ers or Bucks. I'm kind of feeling it just because the hype. That is bold talk against a Bucks team who has just absolutely destroyed us multiple times this year. Jeremy, and I'm glad you said that because that reminded me that that is a Bucks team that has absolutely destroyed us multiple <laughs> times this year. And I'm going to take back what I said. <laughs> Wait, is this team on national or is this game on national television? Uh, the Wizards game is on NBA TV. But the Bucks game isn't on national television. The rest are just local. Oh, shoot. I'm so glad that Bucks game isn't on national TV. Um, you know what? I, I'm predicting a one win the rest of this uh, stretch, and I don't think it's the Cavs. All right. So, Jack, you got one and four. Breezy, what do you got? I'll go two and two. I'll say they will beat the Wizards. Don't want to get swept by a team. That doesn't mean they can't, but I'll give them the benefit of the doubt. They beat the Wizards and they beat the Cavs. I'm also going one and four. I don't think you can lose to that Cavs team. They're just they're too bad. So there you go. There you have it. There's our picks. And we said we would write down our previous picks. I did not. I forgot. And I, I don't remember what we said. I'll tell you what, though. I think I got the closest. I did not write it down. But it looks like uh, from when we picked, it was the Thunder game, right? Or was it the, the from starting from the Detroit Pistons game? So it was yeah, it two and two. It would have been two distance. and two, and then we didn't have our picks last last week, which would have been one and two. Yeah, um, I think you're right. Yeah. So yeah, I don't remember what I said though. So no I idea. think I said two and two exactly. I think I nailed. I don't that. think I said two and two as well. <laughs> I think we all said two and two. We're uh, we're all winners here. <laughs> so uh, your hope though for this stretch, this eight game stretch. Uh, well, it's seven games. So I recounted. What's your hope for the seven game stretch? Uh, I think we go two and five. Okay, but what's your hope? Two and five. Okay. My hope is 0 and 7. My Tank hope it. is 0 and 7. <laughs> Let's go. Tank it. I doo-doo in your draws, Pacers. Look, take. <laughs> what? Why? We don't hey, have to poop our that. pants to tank. <laughs> yeah, you just like tanked your underwear. All right, all right, all right. Oh, I tanked my britches, <laughs> hey, honey. Every Pacers fan will probably feel the same way as us. Take this weight off your shoulders of desperately needing wins and just let the season happen. Enjoy what we have. Which is not much, but Just enjoy the losses. Nothing. Look forward to a future where we actually make some moves and like truly change the team and maybe the front office and or the coach. Look yep. forward to the hope of a future where we right. do that. Yeah. It's not a thing we've ever done before where we've really blown something up. It's always been building. So it's it'll be interesting to watch <laughs> this going sure. forward. Man, I uh, am excited to watch these next few games. I don't know if I'm excited. I don't like watching losses. <laughs> it'll be... A- so. It'll be fun. Yeah. It'll be f- it'll be relaxing. Well, I remember rooting for the Colts to lose that year that they went two and fourteen. Yeah, uh, Charlie Whitehurst year, right? 
it was Charlie Whitehurst. Mainly, it was mainly yeah. Curtis Painter, Curtis Charlie Painter. Whitehurst, Dan Orlovsky kept Hasselbeck going winless. Uh, yeah, no, everybody no wanted that year. Hasselbeck. He was Lux back then. Everybody wanted Lux. So who was the forty-year-old quarterback that we had for a bit? Kerry Collins. Kerry yeah, Collins. Collins. Wow, right. I would have forgot about that. Never forget Kerry. Was that which year was that? Was that that was a year Luck got hurt, right? And we no, like, that no, was Peyton year. got hurt. Peyton was out with neck surgery. So and then we dra- we tanked. Got what was the year we went like eight and eight? A year Luck got hurt. <laughs> yeah, I went to a game that year. Was, I think I thought it was Kerry Collins that year. Oh, that was our no. that was Hasselbeck. Uh, our lead rusher was Donald Brown, right? That year, <laughs> probably. I might be mixing years up again. No, I think Donald Brown was the leading rusher the year before Luck got there. Sheesh, man, I, that was a rough year. <laughs> That was a rough year. Yeah. But, hey, we're rooting for for the Pacers yeah. in a way. So, <laughs> All right, any th- final thoughts uh, before we close this thing out, guys? No. Dude, I think this was a great podcast. I I love when there's content like this to talk about and uh, looking forward to seeing how it all turns out. All right, well, thanks for listening, everybody. If you haven't already, please go follow us, follow us on Instagram at all.pacers and on Twitter at all underscore pacers. And uh, we'll see you next week. And for Jack and Breezy, this is Jeremy. See you later. Peace out. Jimmy Chitwood is made up. Bonus brought it to him.